Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Harbor Technology Group's The Perfect Storm podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm super excited to have uh, one of Harbor's clients and actually one of my favorite people to work with, uh, Deborah Rose, who's the COO at a company called Goal Setter. I'll let Deb talk a little bit about what Goal Setter does. But Deb, thanks a ton uh, for joining me. I know uh, it's a busy time at Goal Setter, so I appreciate you uh, carving out a few minutes to talk to us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and every day's a busy time at Goal Setter, so <laughs> here well, we are. I mean, you, 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 it's a busy time because you're a startup, it's a busy time because you're a fintech company, all those things make it a yeah. busy time, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit about Goal Setter. What do you guys do? So Goal Setter, um, it, it's, it's actually pretty easily easy to research uh, how Goal Setter came to be, but uh, our founder and CEO, Tanya Van Court, um, who spent a lot of her career at Nickelodeon um, in responsible for educational content, um, had a vision and that was really to make sure that um, every kid becomes financially, um, let's call it literate. Um, but really the, the, the most important part being that um, finances become accessible to the black and brown community um, so that we can start tangibly changing and closing the wealth gap that, 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 that is the reality in the US right now. And has been, I, I'll say forever or for years, whatever, I guess it's, it's, it's open to people's opinions, um, but that's really how it started. Um, and a lot of the work with Goal Setter really came about um, through um, donations and the community caring and, and, and working with Tanya um, on this mission. What, what the result was, was a financial app that for kids that provides everything from quizzes to savings, debit card, um, but puts it in a fun way so that the kid wants to learn, the kid wants to save. Um, as well as the parents. So, you know, one of the, the great learnings that came out of this is not only do the kids need help becoming more financial savvy, so do parents. So that's, you know, part of our, our growth and, and evolution of our app is to make it really more family oriented than just kids. So that's kind of where we are right now, the path we're on right now. That's super cool. Um, so financial literacy uh, with banking as well, both savings right. and debit but also an investment side too, right? 
So yeah, that, and that's something that's something that's a little bit uh, more recent has been added to the platform more recently. Yeah, uh, we we added that to the platform late fall, um, and that's been you know that's been a really good additional feature um, that we're using both in the market in the direct to customer market, but as well as that um, the foundational work that Tanya is doing to um, to again close that wealth gap with the minority community. Uh, that's great. I mean, as I as I opened with uh, you being one of the my favorite people to work with the the company, and I you've heard me say it to when we're talking to to vendors that you guys use or or what have you. Um, how much I, I I do care about goal setter care about all of our clients, of course, but because of the work that you're doing with kids, uh, et cetera, it's uh, it's it's super important to us here at Harbor as well on the success of you guys. So. Yeah. With, with that being said, you've, you come out of banking, right? Uh, you worked for a bank in Canada. Correct. Um, right. So I thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about um, your experiences with cyber and just kind of cyber operations, regulations, et cetera. You know, your days at a bank. Uh, mm -hmm. Now you were you weren't a brick and mortar bank, correct? So you're a little bit different than a typical bank, but you still had to adhere to all the the Canadian regulations, et cetera, um, which I assume look a lot like U.S. regulations at some level. Um, but what's the difference between a bank and a fintech company? I mean, what what, yeah. what are the yeah, uh, how are they different? How are they the same? Well, and I guess it. it I think the answer might vary. I don't think there's a one size fits all that says this is the difference between fintechs and banks. Um, for us, they're very, very closely aligned because, because we offer savings and debit cards, we have bank partners. And, and because we have bank partners um, and you know have data flowing through our app to the banks and all that, we're kind of held to the same standard. So that whole security and, and governance stance that you need to have as a bank, um, we need to have as well. It's just a matter of, of sort of right-sizing it and rationalizing it and making it make sense in our environment because we're not a bank. I mean, we're literally a, a team of 55 people right now. So um, it's, it's, it's a tall order for us to be able to, to navigate in this world where we do need to have that. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, it's, because you're not a bank, but you right. have to adhere to these 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 regulations and the rules, and and also have just the, you know, knowing you, uh, the the care and, and and thought about protecting the data, not because you're being told you need to, because you care about protecting the data oh, as absolutely. well. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, yeah. But you're 55 people, as you as you mentioned. You know, you have a sales team, you have a development team, um, you have a customer support team. Um, you try to squeeze in a little security there because Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's certainly fun to watch how many people at goal center will wear different hats to just get the job done because everybody's kind of uh, working and operating in that same way that they really care deeply about the, the whole thing, security being one of those. So uh, with, with the compliance differences, so we, I, without sharing, oversharing too much mm -hmm. about, about what we're doing, I mean, we're at Goal Center, you're being asked to be compliant to the, all the, the, the KYC stuff. Um, so to kind of describe exactly what, what a fintech of, of Goal, Center's, <laughs> uh, Goal Center's ilk uh, uh, has to deal with. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, let's see. Well, I, I guess in one other nuance to, to what I'll go over is that, that we're also dealing with kids. So we have COPA compliance as well, or um, oh, yeah. depending on how you pronounce it. So that's another another added layer of protection. But as you, as you mentioned, Matt, so much of this is just um, instinctually what you wanna do to make sure you're protecting your, your customers, right? So there's, there's not a lot of head scratching, like why would I wanna do that? It's really just <laughs> a matter of um, being able to prioritize the work, you know. Luckily, we have a board and a CEO who feel as strongly as as you and I do. Um, so it's not. It, there's no, you know, you're not having to go to meetings and convince people um, to invest the, you know, the time and the dollars into it. It's again, it's really just a matter of we're a small team, so it's finding the right partners, you know, like yourselves, like others that 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 we work with. Um, as far as you know, what rules? Again, privacy, uh, huge. You know, so, uh, we're SOC two type of audit level of of governance and compliance. Um, you, have you, some, think, you have some PC, PCI yeah, uh, obligations, let's say, yeah, yeah. You know, so KYC AML um, rules. Um, and now that uh, we launched an investment, our you know investment part of the app, we need to make sure that we're, um, you know, abiding by all the rules and regs of the SEC. So, you know, <clears throat> compliance is like an everyday thing, just the same as it is, like you mentioned, in banks. Yeah, and, and banks will maybe have a compliance team that's fifty-five people. Exactly. Uh, you've got an entire <laughs> organization. Yeah, exactly. Uh, makes it really difficult. So, um, with the with the uh, well, man, I lost my train of thought. With the 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 rules and regulations, and what you said, I wanted to riff off a little bit was just doing security for security's sake, and and going again back to the mantra of the organization. Um, do you find that that the regulations get in the way of doing the right things at all, or are they in line? Or are they a little bit of are they slow to react? You and I have never really touched on this in the past, but do you think that the regulations line up with what what you believe is to be the right things from a security standpoint, especially when you're dealing with not only financial transactions, banking laws, but also you know having kids involved? Yeah, I mean. I think they do. I think, you know, one of the things that we're, we constantly debate about, um, again, because we're, we're a fintech, our product is an app, uh, you could guess that user experience is, you know, the fundamental number one goal, you know, of the, For sure. of the, the product team, and, and rightly so. Um, so we're always having that debate about, oh, well, if we do this, it's going to, it's going to deter or, or, you know, take the user experience is going to take a hit. Um, so we're, that's probably the biggest debate we have every day, right? Is making sure that when when we're putting these things in place, you know, um, you know, additional lines where you just absolutely have to put that caution wording in there because it's it's you know an SEC requirement or 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 you know a bank reg requirement that kind of thing. They have to go in there. Um, how can we do it in the in the best way so that user experience isn't you know isn't harmed? Yeah, you know you don't necessarily want to scare the kids. You have to put the the you know 
the marking on certain information because you have to. Um, yeah. Right, wrong, or different, not judging whether you have to or not. But it's an interesting problem that you have to solve or challenge mm-hmm. uh, to, to make it in a way that doesn't scare the users off, to scare the kids off, to make them think that there's something weird going on. Yeah. Um, ah, that's an interesting balancing act for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, on, so, in onboarding of, of customers, right? Like you want to <laughs> you want to make that onboarding of a customer as quick and painless as possible, but there's things you have to do, right? There's questions you have to ask and you have to go out and check things and right. and so that's just like always that 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 juggling. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of that has to do with finding the right partners at some level, right? That yeah, are, that are doing the right things, doing them in yeah. the right way, etc. Yeah. So speak speaking of partners, um you and I actually today have spent a lot of time talking uh, about various things. It just happened to be one of those days. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really at a fintech company or, or a startup in general, when you're looking for staff, especially these days, um, you really do look for partners because uh, yeah, you, you have to have them. I mean, outside of your outstanding VCSO partner and Harbor Technology <laughs> Group. Um, so what? talk to us a little bit about what your I don't want to call it outsourcing, but you're partnering to to help get done uh, because you are, you know, you need the the the, the hands to do the work. Share um, what you get, what you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, sorry, I just want to make sure you're asking me to describe like what type of partners we're. Yeah, we're, that's right. Where where are, you, where are you leveraging partnerships to uh, to help deliver, whether it be security or the UX experience? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so. We're completely, you know, no surprise again, a completely cloud-based. Um, AWS is a huge partner for us, and and you know, one of the the big learnings that I've had this year um, is the the you know the power of that AWS relationship and 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 you know that that marketplace they have of of uh, partners that that can help us. So I would say probably haven't done the best job in the world of leveraging that relationship trying to improve that because you know we're starting to see success there um and then really from an from an engineering standpoint um and ux we just are just trying to continue to to grow that um pool of resources that we have um that we can call on um we've had great success using partners in argentina and continue to, we're, we're actually continuing to see um, almost almost daily, maybe weekly, more and more people going to Argentina for, for resources, um, which is good and bad. It's, you know, right. <laughs> it's our secret is out kind of thing um, or what we thought was a secret. Right. So that, that's been a really good um, resource for us but again, you know, you know, no surprise, especially for this podcast is, you know, finding technical resources that um, that stay with you is, is hard to find, right? Particularly if you're trying to source them in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One, one thing that we do have going for us, and, and, it's, and, and truly it's why I ended up coming to Goal Setter is, you know, when I left the bank, and, um, and moved back to the US, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but I wanted to do something that made a bit of a difference compared to, you know, I guess let's call it a social difference. Right. Um, and, and loved that about, um, about Goal Setter. And so we are seeing 
that we are getting um, some great people who also feel that way. You know, they want to leverage their skills, but they want to do something that, you know, adds a bit of good to the world. Yep. So, and, and those are the type of people we want as well, right? For sure. You know, love the sort of the mission. So that's kind of what we've been, where we've been having some success. I don't know I if I answered that. your question. No, you did. You did. Um, <laughs> it was, it, you answered it perfectly. Um, I, I was going to add a comment about Argentina and more people moving there. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Eastern Europe, you know, and the Ukraine, yeah. uh, you know, highly skilled development teams, but it's, it's somewhat risky now because you, you know, you don't know what the, the situation is going to be like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit too, it's a bit too volatile. It's sad though, because, you know, that's the time when people, you know, need the work or what have you, but it's just, it's really volatile. Well, so I, you and I, when we were just getting ready to kick off, uh, you mentioned that you had kind of a hard stop on this. So I want to be conscious of that. Um, so I'm going to ask you two, two questions. One's probably a little bit harder than the other. Okay. Uh, first question is, if you were giving advice to another fintech startup or just a startup in general that maybe was going to be kind of all in the cloud, let's say, mm -hmm. um, kind of the new, the new world startup, um, a modern startup, let's say, um, what what are the, on the COO side of things, what are the things that they should be most folks on? What, what's the biggest gotcha out there when it comes to uh, that world? And from a COO <laughs> perspective, not like raising money or yeah, finding yeah, yeah, yeah. brand, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think what I found is because again, I came from an environment that was absolutely not cloud-based. I mean, there was, we had little pieces that here and there, but we were not cloud-based. So coming here was, was a bit of a game changer for me. Um, I think you, you need to, you're going to have to look for different, different partners, right? You can't go sometimes with those traditional partners that, you know, if you came from a bank, you know, you have your, your virtual Rolodex of people you would call for help, those people aren't going to help you, right? And, and, and the, the thing that I found is a lot, of, a lot of partners said they could, but when it came down to it, they, it wasn't natural. So we were, we were helping them sort of augment their services, you know, which is fine sometimes, but sometimes you need to move way faster than that. And, and you, you know, it's one thing paying to be a guinea pig, um, you know, at reduced rates or whatever, but if you're paying full rate, you shouldn't be somebody's guinea pig. That's right. That's um, right. So I think that was the biggest lesson is making sure you found partners who truly, truly were experts in that environment, in the cloud environment. Uh, that's great. That's great. And you had actually had mentioned it before, and this is not a, uh, a plug for AWS, but AWS does offer a significant amount oh, yeah. of services. So yeah. if you do decide to go with AWS or you go with GPC with Google or, or Azure even, yeah, I'm sure they it, all have, make yeah. sure that you leverage everything you can out of those, yeah. those environments. Yeah, because they're the experts, right? Right. Well, and let's be clear, they're, they're, their goal is to sell as much stuff and lock you in for as long as they can. Yeah, because that's you know that the whole subscription model is is what it's all about. They yeah. just, they've just got you. Um, yeah. And they also do make implementing things like security somewhat easier um, because it's just like you know you go to their marketplace or whatever they call it in GPC, um, uh, the Google Store, I guess, uh, and 
you know, bolt on those services that you need. And if you get a, you have a quick phone call with the account team with AWS or somebody like that, that kind of points you in the right direction. That doesn't mean you don't need the skill set to manage it. Right. You still need that. But at least, you you know, if you're scratching your head on, you know, where do I get, uh, you know, identity services? Yeah. Start with your, start with your biggest partner first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you, you said something like it's going to be easy to implement, you know, it's going to fit. Right. And, and, you know, not to harp on it, but that is, you know, now that I think about it, you're making, you're making me think about it. The biggest, the biggest stumbling block we we've had this year is we thought we had partners that understood and hmm. had some experience, but they didn't really, right. uh, you know, we ended up making it work, but it, you know, then, you know, our monthly meeting with our, let's, it does feel like a, a plug for AWS, by the way, but our, you know, monthly meeting with our partner, our rep from AWS, you know, would say, you know, one sentence, oh, you should have called me. We could have done X. And you're like, yeah, should have. Yep. Dang yeah. it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and all businesses suffer this, you know, there's the money spend on making bad decisions. The spend oh, is yeah. bad, yeah. but, but especially for, for almost all companies that are really growing at this point, it's the time thing that might be even more important. Yeah. Just the waste of time or yeah. the delay in a schedule. That's the, yeah. that's the greatest level of risk. Yeah. Um, all right. So I said two questions. The other question is, as we wrap up this podcast, um, what, uh, as we do with everyone need a great place to go for a drink or a burger or something on the water. Do you have some place in mind? Oh, well, um, well, I live half the year in New Orleans. So, um, and I live literally, you know, down the street from the Mississippi river. So I can't think of a place actually like on the water, but right at the river, there's a great place called Camilla grill near where I live, which has really great, like traditional new Orleans food and really the best hamburgers. Right. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. And it's also Jazz Fest right now, right? You said And it's Jazz Fest starting, yeah. Right, right. So Camilla Grill and then go see some music. It's perfect. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll walk along the river and you're yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Deb. Well, um, I really appreciate the time. Um, we've gone over a couple of minutes, so apologies for that. But uh, I will certainly probably talk to you tomorrow. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do another one of these. I'd like to have you on again. And we'll talk soon. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 